Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us. We have Noah St. John with us. So listen in, share the show, share the share the websites that I'm going to tell you about Noah St. John, do all that fun stuff. You can listen on free replay as much as you want because he's a life changer. And I love having him on. I learn something new every time I have him on, probably many things every time I have him on, but he's a keynote speaker and best-selling author. And he's, he's famous for inventing affirmations. Um, I, I, he's just so much more than that. He's got, he helps people achieve financial freedom, change their lives. He's just, sought after for all the things that he does and the ways he he looks at things and changes the perspective and I just I love listening to him so I'm going to be quiet and let him talk <laughs> Noah how are you today oh I'm great Elizabeth thanks so much that was a lovely introduction that that means so much coming from you uh, I, I I someday I'm going to meet you and your wife and family and give you guys just the biggest hug I, I just love you and I I thank you for your faith <laughs> your faith, your trust, and your belief in mm. me because we've never met. And, um, we, you know, we talk on the phone or talk in, in email or whatever. And I always thank you because um, out of the blue, I remember when I was um, starting with Hay House, the one person that I wanted to say, hey, I love your book was you. And you did. And I just always, I always feel so loyal <laughs> and thankful for you for doing that because you didn't have Aww. to do that. And it means a lot to me. So thank you very much. And um, oh, I don't place. tell you thank you enough. And um, so <laughs> you have, yeah, <laughs> you have, you never oh. can tell people thank you enough, I don't think. But um, you have a new book out, um, mm-hmm. and I, I love it. And uh, what's, what's the name of it, and why did you write that, and what are you doing with it? I, I love it. Well, now, are, are you talking about Get Rid of Your Head Trash or the Book of Affirmations? Which one are you talking well, about? Well, we love I affirmations. You've got a lot of books out. But, um do you want to talk about the get, getting rid of your head trash for a moment? Because I love yeah, when people can go right to your website, noahstjohn.com. And um, you've got, mm-hmm. I love your website. You have goodies to give away and stuff. Thank it's you. fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, so, yes, thank you. So, yes, I do have a new that that, that new book because uh, <laughs> I, I have written quite a few by this point. And oh, yeah. uh, so, basically, Elizabeth, what I noticed is uh, – that, you know, I've made um, my living basically for la- these last 20 years helping people get unstuck and really um, helping people who specifically had been to a lot of other, you know, all the big name gurus, all the, the famous dudes, I call them, you know, the ones <laughs> who are just um, out there. And, and, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm just saying that a lot of people come to me after spending thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars on all those big names and they're still stuck, you know? <laughs> so of course yeah. they're, they're very frustrated because it's like, man, I've been going to seminars. I've been you know, reading books. I've been, you know, I, I spent all this money and no, I'm still stuck. What is going on here? What's wrong with me is what they often say, you know, or, or think without saying it. And so what I, first thing I say is there's nothing wrong with you. It's not your fault. And what those guys do is they leave a lot of stuff out. That's basically their, their thing because, of course, 
you know, they're, they're great marketers. And so what a great marketer does is they sort of dangle the carrot in front of you and they say, don't you want this? Well, yeah, of course I, I want that. that. I hate that, though. I hate that. Don't you hate it? It, it freaking <laughs> so sucks. I freaking hate that so much. And everybody hates it because it's annoying yeah. as hell. And, and you just like, are you Tricky. can you just give me the answer? And I remember when I first got into this industry, you know, I, I was, well, even before I, you know, had written my first book a long time ago, I was going to all these seminars and stuff, and, and they would just never tell you anything. And I, I hated it so much. And it was all this, you know, yeah. storytelling and all this bull. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Is that what this industry is? And that's what it has devolved into, unfortunately, in, in many cases. So long story short is that, you know, that's how I've kind of carved out my niche, Elizabeth, these last 20 years now is, is really helping people who had – spent lots of money and, and, and time and effort and are really motivated, very smart and hardworking, and yet they're, they're stuck. And so what I realized is, and doing a lot of research on this topic and, and now writing many books about it, I realized that what, what is the cause of stuckness? What really causes people to actually be stuck? What does that mean? And then what causes it? And then, of course, how can we get unstuck, right? I mean, how do we actually stop stopping ourselves? Because that is really I don't know. <laughs> the big thing. Right. Well, that's, what, that's why they're stuck. I mean, if we knew, we wouldn't be stuck, would we? And right. so the point is, that's how, you know, I've, I've made my millions, if you'll forgive the phrase, but is, is helping people who had been to everybody, they thought, you know, all the, all the famous dudes, and, and, are, and are still stuck and they're very frustrated. So that's why I wrote this book called Get Rid of Your Head Trash. Because what I realized is that a big reason that people are stuck is this phenomenon that I call head trash. Now, your head trash is, what does that mean? Well, basically, I mean, it comes down to, to pretty much, you know, there's so many negative thoughts we have, right? We, we, we beat ourselves up a lot and, and, you know, just say mean things about ourselves. I mean, we're pretty nasty oh, yeah. to ourselves. Especially in the it's mirror. Bad, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I know this from personal experience, you know, from doing that for Me many too. years. And so what I realized is that what the big thing that is holding so many people back, particularly in the area of money. Now, I mean, when we talk about money, of course, it's a very emotional subject, isn't it? And, and you know, people get really bent out of shape about it. And there's so many negative beliefs about money. And so the point is, what I realize is one big thing that's holding people back, particularly in the area of money, but it can also be in weight loss, you know, or health or relationships or, or business or finances, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of places that we can be stuck, unfortunately. But the point is that we have this head trash, which another way to look at this is unconscious money blocks, all right? So when we look at the, the human brain, um, Science has shown us that about it's it's really like an iceberg, right? Only about five percent of our thoughts, behaviors, and actions are conscious, meaning the you know the top part of the iceberg above the surface. That's the stuff you can see. But ninety-five percent of our thoughts, behaviors, and actions are unconscious. They're in the subconscious mind, which is hidden below the surface, like the bottom part of the iceberg, right? And mm -hmm. and and of course we all know that's what that's what toppled the Titanic was what was below the surface, not what was above the surface. Yeah. And that's what's 
hurting a lot of us is what's below the surface. And so the point is that, so for example, you know, when you go to these dudes and they're saying to do this stuff, again, they're not saying anything wrong really, but what they're doing is they're telling you all this stuff that deals with the conscious mind. Well, as we just saw, the conscious mind is only about 5%. So meanwhile, they've completely ignored the 95%, the subconscious mind, right, where all these unconscious money blocks are, are hidden. They're literally just hidden in there. But just because you can't see something, does that mean it's not there? No. Right? We can't see air. Does that mean there's no air? No. If there were no air, no. we'd have a big problem, wouldn't we? So, no, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. Right? And that certainly doesn't mean it's not affecting you. I can ask you a question. What do you mean by subconscious? Just for somebody listening who may not be familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, no, I'm glad you, I'm glad what do you, you mean by that? that? Yeah, okay. So going back to the iceberg, right? Just picture an iceberg in your mind, right? I mean, just picture what that looks like, right? An iceberg has just the 5%, a very small amount that's visible above the surface. So in the, in the human mind, the conscious mind, the word that is analogous to the conscious mind is choice. Choice. So when you and I have a conscious thought, we have a choice about what to do about it, right? You could, you could think the thought, hmm, maybe I'll have a ham sandwich for lunch. That's a conscious thought, right? Got it, and, yep. Right? That, so you can have a choice. Well, do I want a ham sandwich or do I want a turkey sandwich? There, you know, there, there's the conscious. Now you have a choice. Ah, ham or turkey, you get my point, right? So it's just like that about anything, about, you know, where you want to live or what kind of car you want to buy or, where, you know, what who you marry, <laughs> who you don't marry, all these things, right? Exactly. They're all yep. conscious choices, sort of. So the point is the 95% is the subconscious. So what the subconscious means, if the conscious is choice, the subconscious means no choice. That means, let's say you're, you know, thinking about what you're going to have for lunch. I'm going to have, have a ham sandwich or a turkey sandwich. But then maybe you have these subconscious urges, desires, feelings, trauma that happens, and all of a sudden you find yourself eating a half gallon of ice cream. God. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, my head went to right? pizza just there. Yeah, my God, right. Pizza, the whole pizza. right, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. And, you know, people get up at 2 in the morning and they're eating all this junk food. And you're like, what the heck? That, I wasn't even thinking. And people say that to me all the time. I, I didn't even know what I was thinking. Well, the answer is you weren't thinking. That was your subconscious <laughs> mind, and you don't have a choice. Does that make sense? So Totally. The point, is, the point is about the subconscious mind, you might say, well, no, I mean, what am I, doomed to have this awful life now because I don't have a choice? No. The whole point is, this is what I was saying a moment ago, is that the famous dudes, what they're saying is they're saying, hey, just think positive. Just set your goals. Get motivated. Yeah, okay. Focus on, focus on what you want. None of those things are wrong, but that's only 5%. Every, right. The perfect example is weight loss. Everybody in this universe knows how to lose weight. What do you do? You eat right and exercise. The end. That is the end. There is nothing else. So how is there a $10 <laughs> trillion weight loss industry? Because people don't do what they know how to do. So what I've been teaching for 20 years now is this, going back to my very first book, which is called Permission to Succeed, right on the cover of that book, it says, beyond motivation, 
beyond positive thinking. Because if positive thinking were enough, we'd all be rich, happy, and thin. Yeah, very. <laughs> I so love what that we book, needed and what book. we've always needed is what I've been teaching for 20 years, which is what I, I initially, and I mean, is still called permission to succeed. Literally, how do you, not how to succeed, but how to let yourself succeed. And I know for some people it's like, what? But I've also Get had it? people call me in tears and say, Noah, when I read your book, it was like you described my whole life. This is what I've been searching for for 20 years. I had one guy in the seminar, Elizabeth, stand up and say, Noah, I have been studying personal growth for 40 years. I have a Ph.D. I went to school for this. I got a graduate degree in this. And he said, what you just taught us in three days, I learned more in these last three days than in the previous 40 years. Yeah, now, that's exactly the way I, I feel can't about make this you, stu- I can't make this stuff up. I'm not trying to make myself sound like something bigger than I am. I'm just telling you what other people say about this. Oh, well, no, you're pretty awesome and amazing. Have. I mean, I think oh, the same well. way. If I were to be in one of your conferences, I'd be like, yeah. It, because it, it's, um, it's, it's interesting, too, because it's, um, to me, it, I don't know, you're, what, all the things that you always say just make logical sense to me. Like when you say mm-hmm. something like, well, you know, the key to losing weight, you know, you got to eat way less and exercise, end of story. That's truth. And, and yes. I think uh, it's just the way it goes. I mean, there's no magic mm-hmm. method other than, you know, calorie burning metabolism going on. And um, people try, people, it seems like to me, people will almost sell you anything. To, mm-hmm. And maybe it's to, I don't know which, is it the conscious or the subconscious, but they're, uh, they'll get you with just about anything um, if you believe it. So how do you get how do you get out of that mode? Like, um, sorry, did that just that just made a click? Are you? Is, can you hear me still? Yeah, no, I can hear you just. Oh, fine. perfect. Absolutely. Okay, sorry about that. Um, how do you get out of that mode of? I think mm-hmm. maybe a part of this to succeed and getting out of the head trash and all that stuff might be your own self esteem. To me, like, how do you start believing yourself versus yes. all this other stuff? Or how do you maybe just find one person <laughs> that you hone in on and just love what they say, and they change your world and life. Um, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, that. totally. I, you, you, have, you, have, you have two questions in there, so I'm going to answer both of them. Now, I'm actually going to answer the first question in a way that brings up something we mentioned earlier, but we forgot to kind of close the loop on that, which is that the way to get my new book called Get Rid of Your Head Trash is go to my website, which is noahstjohn.com. So make sure that everyone listening, you go to noahstjohn.com and download my, my new book called Get Rid of Your Head Trash. It's, it's absolutely free. So just make sure you do that. I just want to make sure we, we got that so people can know where they can get some more resources. Okay. Great so book. again, just yep. Noah, thank you, noahstjohn.com and just download the book Get Rid of Your Head Trash. So that's the first thing. Now the second thing that you mentioned is about honing in on, on one person and, and allowing someone to help you. Now what's Ironic is that that's actually one of the three big mistakes that I see people making when it comes to allowing themselves to succeed, and that is not having a mentor, trying to do everything alone. So the point is a mentor. What is a mentor? A mentor is really two things to me. Now, this is just how I see things, but I I think, you know, if if people are willing to hear this, I think it will have some validity. 
a mentor is number one, someone who is where you want to go, right? Who is where you want to be. So the point is, it is of course important to follow someone who's successful. You know, you don't want to be following someone who lives in a van down by the river to borrow Chris Farley's <laughs> famous line, right? So of course they, they need to be successful, right? And, and have proven themselves that they can, you know, do what they're saying. That's number one. And right there, that eliminates, you know, like, 88% of the people out there because they're just like yeah. saying stuff that they've never done. So that's number one. But number two, and a lot of people really forget about this part. And to me, this is actually the more important part, which is someone who can show you how to get there, who can actually break it down step by step to show you how to get there. Now, let me explain what I mean. Um, there are a lot of people out there who are very successful, right? And, are, of course, are teaching how to be successful. And that's great. What you notice, though, is that for most of those people, what they do is they talk about their own success, right? And I made millions of dollars, and I drive this car, and here's my house, and here's my Rolex, and here's my boat, and here's my this and my that. And that's great for them. And I'm like, great, man. Have you helped anyone else? Or is it all about you? <laughs> Yes, I, I wrote a blog post about this, and you can read this on NoahStJohn.com. Yes, you can read it on my website, which is, do you care about my money or yours? Because I couldn't <laughs> think it anymore. I've been seeing this in this industry for years and years and years, and I kept my mouth shut because I, I don't know why. I guess I was afraid of what people would think, but finally I said, I can't take it anymore. I'm turning 50, and I don't give a shit what people think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I feel, too. I'm about to be 50, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of I don't like, care. I don't I care. Don't care. <laughs> I care, so but I don't. You know I what said, mean? do you care about my money or yours? And I wrote about this, like I said, and it was kind of like a shot across the bow because I oh, couldn't wow. take the fact that you get so many people out, I mean, the gurus out there, and it's all about me, 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 me. And I'm like, yeah. that's nice for you. Have you helped anyone to be, yeah. and they're, <laughs> what? <clears throat> you know, and it's like, next question. And so I'm like, Okay, dude, that's why when you go to our website, just click on the praise page. When you go to NoahStJohn.com, just click on that button. There's a button there that says praise. And what you'll see is dozens and dozens and dozens of success stories, real-life stories from real people, our clients, our students from around the world. We're in over 120, 120 countries. We have students in over 120 countries, according to Google Analytics. And my point being is that it's not me. Right. It's not the, the things that I teach, you know, and you mentioned this earlier, Elizabeth, which I, I really appreciate, that, you know, what you said. It, this is not personality driven. See, those are the two types of people or teachers in this industry. The first is personality driven. Right. The people who are larger than life. We all know who that or those people are. They're larger than life. They've got these huge personalities. And yay for them. But what about the rest it's of us? Almost like an world? actor. But you feel like you're taking your information sort of from an actor. Well, that's how I always feel. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a, it's the a point funny... is, without that personality, it the, the yeah. damn thing doesn't work. That's my yeah. problem. I don't care what they do or if they even are an actor. I just say, look, I'm. I thought this industry was about helping people, not yeah. about putting on a performance. Yeah. And and so the point is that's the personality driven, which is they're very popular and you know, yay for them. But the point is what I teach is systems driven. That means, you know, I could be the most boring, you know, just average person, which I am 
So am I. Yeah, I and, get it. And, and the thing works anyway. So it's like yeah. the thing works, the system, the formula, the blueprint, it's, a, it's like a building a house. The house doesn't care. The blueprint doesn't care if you're, you know, if you've got a big personality or not. Just build a damn house. So like I said, you know, look, I, I understand that not everybody will, that won't, that won't appeal to everybody because it is kind of boring. It is kind of like very step-by-step. Step. It is very like, well, you do this and then that and then that and then that. However, I will say that for many people, go to the praise page. They're like, thank God, finally somebody, somebody. just broke it down so I could do the damn thing. And I'm like, well, yeah, I wish somebody would have done it for me a long time ago. Yeah. So that, that's the I, point I'm saying is that building your business or you know, any kind of success, it's like climbing a mountain. I mean, there's ups and downs, there's peaks and valleys. You want someone there who's been there. You want someone by your side who can guide you, like Sir Edmund Hillary, you know, who was the first person to summit Mount Everest. And he said in many interviews that he never would have gotten there by himself. He, he never would have gotten there without his guide, his Sherpa, Tenzing Norgay. So, you know, a good mentor is like a Sherpa to guide you and support you along the way. That's great information to know for sure. That makes, that makes such sense, too. Um, I think also, I just want to add, I think we're always looking for somebody we can trust, especially when you're out on the Internet and you're, mm. and you're clicking to, you know, so many people are on the Internet. And I know one thing that I have vowed, um, just it, it, anybody who does any kind of anything with me knows that I don't send people into huge loops and mailing lists and, and you know, all this crazy stuff that people do to make money from you and collect and gain advertising, you know, and all this stuff. And so um, my website, and you know, this mm-hmm. too, um, is pretty much you click on it and it's just there, <laughs> you know, it's not going to send mm-hmm. you in any funny place. It might give you something free every once in a while, whatever. But that, that mm-hmm. special internet, you know, I'm a person who works from home. I'm not, you're, you're way ahead of me in all the things that you do with your seminars and real life people and all those things. And I mostly work from home and am more of an at home mom with my kids and all that stuff. And I think my point is that when I'm spending time on the internet, I'm looking for somebody I can trust. And you right off the bat struck me like that. I'm like, Oh, I can trust him. I know that he will never BS me. Um, he will only tell me the truth. And I feel like I can do that with him as well. And um, I, how important do you think that is? It's enormous. It's enormous. Okay, so I'm so glad you brought that up, Elizabeth, because this is one of the things that I teach my coaching clients all the time, which is that, okay, when you're in business, what's the most important thing? And everybody says, well, profit. And I go, no. right, you know, yes, of course, you have to, yeah. you have to make a profit or, you, you know, your business shuts down. I mean, unless you're being subsidized by a rich uncle or something. So, yes, <laughs> profit is the most important thing. But what causes profit? Then they go, uh, money? I go, yeah. And what causes money? And then they kind of sit there and scratch their heads. I go, the thing that causes money is trust. Yep. And then they go, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Because think about what you just said, all right? Think about all the, the, the people or, or organizations or companies that you buy from, that you support, that you put your money into. On 100% of those cases, you do it because of trust. You do it because you trust them. You know, when you go into, um, you know, I, I use the example all the time of Southwest Airlines because I, I love Southwest Airlines. 
Now, some people love Southwest. Some people hate it. Some people think it's silly. Some people think it's the greatest thing. I have to think it's the greatest thing. And why? Because, number one, if you make a, a reservation and then you have to change it, there's no change fees. Number two, yep. if you bring bags, there's no bag fees. I'm a cheap bastard, so I don't like to give, you know, <laughs> airlines my money. I'd rather keep my money. Thank you very much. So Southwest, see, they, they, they embody things that I believe in. And yeah. so my message for everyone listening is, what is your message? Who are the people that you're seeking? And then how are you going to show that you are trustworthy, that you are worthy of trust? Because it is only after you've built the trust that then you get the thing called money. Yeah. I think there's also sort of a false trust out there too, where it's like a herd mentality. It's like, oh, well, they have, you know, a kajillion followers on Twitter. They must be trustworthy and knowledgeable and all this stuff. And I think it's, I think the other thing that's super important, and again, this is just my thought, but I think it's super important to kind of like what you said, align yourself with the, uh, with the people that uh, have your values and goals and so forth. Um, I don't know how to, I've been thinking this a lot lately. It's like, who are you getting your advice from or your information from or your self-help from? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm married with, you know, I've been married for almost 20 years and have four children. I'm not probably going to go seek advice from somebody who's not. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody see in our industry, everybody's courting the 18 to 25 year old white males. And I have no idea why they're doing that because I'm like, that huh? I understand yeah, I that know. demographic, but they don't they don't have money. <laughs> First of all, I'm like unless you know they have a again that rich uncle who keeps popping up. But I'm like I'd rather go after you know people like yourself, working moms, people in yeah. their you know certainly late you know mid to late thirties, forties, and fifties. You know I'm I'm about to turn fifty, so I mean that's certainly my <laughs> demographic, and even even fifty five and older because they're looking for the next chapter in their life. And they've yep. got money. They've got money to spend. They've, you know, the kids are out. They're on their own. It's like, hmm, you know, what am I going to do for the next 10, 20 years? You know, I, I, I could go play golf, you know, but, I mean, after a while, that, even that gets kind of boring. And I'd like to have an impact, make a difference. So what I'm saying or what I'm suggesting is, you know, to, to do what I'm su- suggesting here, which is find the right mentor for you, number one, uh, write down what is it you want to accomplish in the next 12 months. Like, what are three things you really want to accomplish? I want to, uh, you know, I want to start my business. I want to get my book published. I want to have my first online product, you know, whatever it might be for you in, in your situation. And then number two, decide who can help you get there. So yep. the point is who can help you, who, and meaning who's done that, and who can you trust? Who can you, when you consume their information? And that's what a lot of this is about, Elizabeth. It's about you know, as, as um, authors, as experts, as speakers, coaches, you know, of course, we want to and have to be providing value to our customers and our clients and our prospective clients so that they will decide to, you know, buy our products and services. So how can you be that person who's helping other people get there? But for you, your business, I'm saying for the people listening, all right, what are the three things you want to do in the next 12 months and then who can help you get there faster? So then you have to just very simply find out how to get their support to help you. Maybe they have online products. Maybe they have one-on-one coaching. Maybe that, they've got a mentorship program of some kind. But, I mean, 
that's how it works. And I mean, that's how, I mean, a big, big part of my um, expenses every month and every year, I mean, I, I just pour at least a hundred thousand dollars back into my own education every year. That's just a really important thing. I love because, that. Hey, the th- look, marketing and, and the internet, it's all moving so fast and it's just getting faster and faster every year. And you know, what worked, a year ago, three years ago, it just it doesn't work anymore or it doesn't work the same as it does. I mean, anybody who did Google advertising back in the old days, man, that's all gone. It's long change. gone. You know, now it's Facebook yeah. and then that's going to change and da, da 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 So the point is you've got to be aligning yourself with people who are on the cutting edge, who are keeping up. And so, you know, like I said, I just that's a really important investment that I make in myself and my company. So I stay cutting edge, so I stay on the you know the forefront of this so that I can help my clients. Love it. All right, I'm going to shift gears for a little bit um, and mm-hmm. go back to affirmations if we can because I love this book. Mm. Um, and <laughs> somebody you know I don't know if, I don't know if people haven't heard of it yet, but I think pretty much everybody <laughs> has. But in case we're in case somebody's turning <laughs> tuning into the show and has not heard of the book, it's uh, the book of affirmations. Discovering the Missing Piece to Abundant Health, Wealth, and Love, and Happiness. And um, I love this book, but I'm going to be quiet and let you talk about the book because um, it flips affirmations around and suggests doing something different. Everybody's so used to affirmations, the I am beautiful, I am happy, I am rich, I am great, I am, you know, all this stuff, which I love. And out of respect to Louise right. Hay, we love that. But you have sort of a twist. Yes. Well, uh, yes, and many years ago, in fact, it was 20 years ago, uh, it was April of 1997, and uh, I was doing all those things that you just said. I was reading all those books and, you know, writing down those affirmations, those positive statements, just like they told me, and I tell you, I was broke and miserable and unhappy and divorced, and I'm like, I've been writing these affirmations saying I'm happy and successful and wealthy and abundant, and I'm none of these things. I'm the exact opposite. What is wrong with me? There's got to be something wrong with me. And I'm like, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was sitting there very depressed, very upset, trying to figure it out. And I just, I could, I was just at my wit's end. And I remember I was in the shower one morning, and I, I talk about this in the book. I call it the shower that changed everything. And you ever, I'm sure we've all had those moments in the shower, right? Those aha moments when you just have that eureka. Well, this was, for me, the shower that changed everything. And I was thinking about this, everything that, you know, we're talking about, that how come I've been doing these affirmations, saying these statements exactly the way they said, doing everything they said, writing them down, doing it, and they're just not working. And what is missing? There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Because I knew I couldn't be the only one experiencing this. I knew there had to be a lot of people having the same experience, that it wasn't just me. And now I said, well, what could it be? And then I started thinking about what are we talking about? We're talking about a belief. Well, what's a belief? A belief is a thought. So what's thought? And I realized that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions. Like if I ask you, why is the sky blue? Your brain immediately goes, huh, why is the sky blue? And what, what that means is you're searching for the answer. So I said, wait a second, if the human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions, why are we going around making statements we don't believe? Why don't we just cut out the middleman? And I said, well, I don't know. What would that look like? This is a really long shower, by the way. And I said, <laughs> what, would, what would that look like? Well, let's see. you got the statement or affirmation. So let's take a classic affirmation, right? 
and I do this at my seminars and my live events, I have people stand up, and I go, all right, everybody, we're going to say an affirmation. Ready? I am rich. And everybody goes, I am rich. And you know what happens next? They'll start laughing. I go, what are you laughing at? They go, well, I'm not rich. They go, but you just said you were. Yeah, but I don't believe it. Aha. So the point is you say these statements. The problem isn't with the statement. The problem is you don't believe the statement. Now, of course, the traditional teacher said, well, just repeat the statement. If you don't believe it, just repeat it a thousand million billion <coughs> a kajillion um, uh, times, and then you'll uh, believe it someday, right? We've heard this a million times, haven't we? Everybody's ever read a self-help book has heard this. So I said, wait a second. All right, that's the old way. And, you know, for many people that worked just fine, but for millions of people it didn't work at all. So what is another way to do it? The human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions. Well, if that's the statement, I am rich, and your brain says, yeah, right, because I, I call that in the book, I call it the yeah, right response, right? Yeah, right. That's why we don't believe it. So I said, <laughs> well, what would the question be? Why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask that question, what immediately starts to happen in your brain? You start to search for the answer, one. right? Yes. Yep. And so I said, wait a I'm second. I'm going to ask you a question. What? I've always wanted to ask you this. Wait, hang on one second. Yeah. What if your brain doesn't know the answer right then and there? Like, what if you, like, what if you say, why am I so rich? And you're like, law, that's, hmm. that's exactly right. We're talking about the laws of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. But what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. But what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I grow my business? Why is there more month left at the end of the money? When you ask lousy questions, what do you get? Lousy answers, right? Yep. And that means a lousy yep. life. So I said, what if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and create a lousy life, what if we just flip the whole thing around, start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and create a wonderful life. And as I was standing there in the shower, April 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name, and the name that I gave it was, as you mentioned, affirmations, not affirmations, but affirmations, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S. You can go to affirmations.com and learn more about the discovery of affirmations and how it has changed hundreds of thousands of lives around the world at this point. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. It's, um, it's powerful. Um, do you ever have somebody um, – let's talk about action for a minute. That's where I wanted to go with that. Because mm-hmm. I think I am a, I'm a huge, like, I can make mistakes till the cows come home, but at least I've taken action person. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I learn and lick wounds and whatever. It, it just is what it is. Um, but, I, but I take action. And set goals and write them down and, you know, not, not crazy, but I, you know, I do that every year on my birthday, I set new goals and uh, my birthday's in September and I take action to make sure I achieve the goals. So go back a little bit and talk about head trash and affirmations and affirmations and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. um, can you add action in the mix or whatever, whatever you call it, you know, the motivation and the action part of it so that you... Achieve, That's so I guess. crucial. It's so crucial be, because what what I say, which actually brings up another big mistake that's costing people a lot of money. So just to be clear, the first big mistake that people make that's costing them a lot is having 
unconscious money blocks, which I call head trash. So we talked about that earlier. The second big mistake that's costing you a lot of money is not having a mentor, trying to do it all alone. And then the third big money mistake that's holding you back is information overwhelm without giving yourself permission to succeed. So we are literally drowning in information, aren't we? I mean, there's literally oh, too yeah. much information at this point. We, we, we are not any longer in the information age. We're in the information overload age. Right? We passed the information age about 20 miles back. We're now all you on know, overload. We're so into that. You know, somebody's like, oh, you missed my party. And I'm like, I did. And they're like, yeah, I invited you on Facebook. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Exactly. Good luck with that. Really? My, so my point is that, <laughs> exactly. So my point is that what we say on our campus at successclinic.com, what we say is there's no shortage of information. There's definitely a shortage of implementation. Yeah. And so what happens is people are drowning in information, and yet they keep pouring water on themselves. What I mean by that is they just keep gathering information and yet they haven't given themselves permission to succeed. That goes, you know, all the way back to my very first teaching, which, you know, my first book was called Permission to Succeed, because I recognize this even before this overwhelming crush of information that we're in right now. So the point is, this is so important because we're most, most people, most entrepreneurs, working moms, I mean, whoever it is, you know, you're drowning in information while unknowingly, at the same time, they're drowning in information while at the same time starving themselves of success. So what that means is that most people are driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake, right? So the point is that implementation, action, as you correctly said, is the key. And one of the keys to that is to give yourself permission to take action, permission Again, I just call it permission to succeed. So one of the things you could do is just look at your goals. You know, you just talked about goals. So see where your goals are and then see if you have enough information or are you still stuck in information gathering, right? Then mm -hmm. I suggest that you make a plan to start implementing. Just small steps, just baby steps. It's it is important, I have found, in fact, I've, I've seen in my own life and my career and, and those of my clients that the, the greatest leaps, you know, the quantum leaps come when you work with a mentor, a coach, someone who's been there and someone who can help you get there, someone who can support you and break it down step by step. Because just because you have too much information doesn't necessarily mean you have the right knowledge. Right? There's a difference between information and knowledge. And there's an even diff bigger difference between information, knowledge, and wisdom. Right? Wisdom is knowing what to do, how to do it, and who can help you get there. That is wisdom. That's great. I hope everybody plays that again. That's, that's really good information. Play, replay that for free. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what am I forgetting to ask? I know we, we're kind of going over on time here a little bit. I want to make sure I, I respect time and everything. Is there anything else? Um, I like the, the – I want to end sort of on – and maybe you touched on this already, but were the massive mistakes people make when it comes to reaching their goals, what you already said, those three things, the unconscious, mm -hmm. the mentoring, and – okay. So we covered that. Um, 
what what else? I I just love talking to you, and I appreciate. It. I want to. You know what I? You know what well, I? We I could just, just talk about this. Like, I mean, listen. Yeah, I here, here's what I'm gonna. Yes. Su- here's what I'm gonna suggest, Elizabeth. Just you know, for your listeners, I I normally don't talk about this on a program, but since you and I know each other, and you know, we go way back, I, I'm just gonna mention this. When you, uh, for the folks listening, if you go to noahstjohn.com/survey, noahstjohn.com/survey. I would be happy to know what it is you want. So I just talked about setting your goals for the next 12 months. Well, I would love to help you with that. So if you would like my help or, or oh, cool. someone on my team, um, just go to noahstjohn.com slash survey and let me know what your goals are. And then, you know, if you like, there's a, there's a section in there that says, if you'd like to talk to somebody on our team, then you can just fill that out. If you don't wish to, that's fine too. You could be anonymous. Either way, but just fill that out at noahstjohn.com slash survey. And then, you know, if you can do it anonymously and just let me know what you're looking for. If you'd like some help, if you'd like, you know, just to talk to somebody about getting some support, just fill in your information so we know who you are. And then, you know, someone from my office will, will contact you. That's brilliant. That's very helpful, too. I know I, know I sit in this space of, like, um, I'm going to share personal again here for a second. And I sit in this space mm-hmm. where I had this huge job when I was in my 20s, in my very early 20s. I, I um, mm-hmm. tell the story, and I drove up to this job in St. Paul and, like, climbed over the stick shift of my car, rolled down the window, and, like, had to reach out the window to open my car door to get out to the interview I was going to. It was that bad. And um, and I got the job. It was awesome. He asked me what my goals were, and I'm like, I'd like a new car because you have no idea what I just went through to get even in the building <laughs> in a dress and heels. It was awesome. And he goes, no, I saw it out my window, actually. And I'm like, oh, no, he saw it, too. <laughs> it was so bad. And oh, so, man. Oh, no, it was hilarious. But I got the job, and it was awesome. And um, it was cool. And I worked there for 10 years, you know, all the way up till I was um, almost 30 and got divorced and remarried and all this stuff. And I moved into this role of at-home mom. And I think being an at-home mom is awesome. And I'm, I think I classify myself more as like a work-from-home mom. I've always kept one foot in the door and kept my skills up and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I used to go around doing seminars for crowds of 1,000 people, 1,500 people um, in New York at the Manhattan Club in Dallas. You know, I used to travel around a couple hundred thousand miles a year and do these seminars. And I'm craving to get back to that. And the reason why I'm mentioning my own personal story is because I know so many women do this. We, we do these things in our 20s, and then we have babies and do all this stuff, and then we come back to it, you know, in our late 40s or mid-40s and go, hey, I want to do that again, or I want a new career. And we feel stuck. I think a lot of us feel stuck. I talk to so many women, so many of my friends and everything, and we're doing things that keep us still um, – active and in motion and in touch and stuff, but it's not a full blown career um, because we're, you know, so dedicated to the kids at home and stuff. And, but Mm -hmm. I'm unsticking from that spot and I'm going to use that survey. And I hope everybody listening who feels that same way does too, because it's, it's a, it's a, it's an unstuck thing. And I love the fact that you just said baby steps. It gets me like so happy because I feel like you just want to go back there all at once. You know, and it's like, well, wait a minute, 30 right. years later and I'm 50. That's <laughs> different than being 20. Right. And, and I have a, a way yes. more responsibility and all this stuff. And so these are going to need to be some serious baby steps, even to put on a webinar or an in-person mm. chat or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. can you add to kind of what I'm saying? Because when you said 
me know how I can help and all that stuff. It's so cool because it unstuck. It gets you unstuck. Well, I, I just love what you're sharing, Elizabeth. And, and as you just said, I think so many people out there can relate to it, particularly working moms. And yeah. um, there's no there's no question about it that you know a, a mom has the most important and hardest job in the world, and and usually the least recognized, you know, and <laughs> certainly in Western culture, which is sad. But um, my point is that now with you know so many. Um, moms, like I mentioned earlier, you know, in their in their 40s and 50s, and and even you know later than that, they're saying, okay, what's next? You know, the kids are all set; yeah. they're growing up. I don't want to just sit around here. What what am I going to do? How do I want to ha- make a difference? And I, you know, see, that's why I, I wrote about this too recently. I was, you know, um, noticing something, and I, I realized something that when I do something to make money, when that's my goal, I lose energy. I just I feel drained. But when yeah. I do something, that same thing, it could be the same activity. If I do that thing to make a difference, I gain energy. I saw that quote. I love that quote. Yeah, thank you. And I was like, that to me was like, okay, this is the key. And I've, I've known that for a long time, but I don't think I had articulated it that succinctly, even to myself. That's why I shared it on Facebook, because I'm like, I bet a lot of people feel the same way, and sure enough, they do. And so the point is, I'm like, all right, Noah. You know, and so the reason I'm sharing this is that for the folks out there, um, you know, what is it you want to do to make a difference? Now, please, let's be clear. Of course, we need to make money, right? I mean, most people do. And so I'm not saying it's one or the other, not at all. I'm saying it's just which do you put first? So in my mind, you know, uh, I say, okay, let's do this to make a difference. And, oh, can we make money too? Yay, great. So let's go. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So the point is – Yes. And then, of course, as I mentioned a moment ago, you know, the point about money is that all comes from trust, which means value, the value that you're bringing. So, you know, again, for those of you who would like to fill out that survey, uh, again, I'll just give the website. It's noahstjohn.com slash survey. Very easy to remember. Just fill that out. And then, you know, what, one of the things that I help people with is understanding their value. What, what is the value that you're creating? And that is, of course, how you're going to make a difference and make money at the same time. I love that. Yeah, because I think sometimes I know I've had that discussion with myself. It's like exactly after all this time, what value am I bringing to people? <laughs> you know, it's like mm. I got to think about this a little <laughs> bit because you feel it's all twisted around. It's like I know I can make dinner and take the kids here and there and all this stuff. And you really have to stop and think and and sort of it's almost like a re mm. like a restructuring. Um, that happens. Um, well, actually, yes, so it is. It, it's, I, I usually, I call that a repositioning. That's, that's how I, Ooh, I mean, not, we're kind of saying the same thing, but basically repositioning, uh, yeah. you know, your value. But many people don't, aren't even aware of what their value is. And exactly. so, of course, if you're not sure of what your value is, then how can you show others that your value and meaning so that they can pay you? And the answer is you can't. That's why a lot of people are struggling in this regard yep. because they haven't fully uh, articulated, or uh, frankly, they're just not clear on it. And that's one of the things that we help people do on our campus is get very clear on their value and then get very clear on the, the offer that they're bringing to the world, they're, thereby enabling you to do both of those things, make a bigger difference and make more money. Yep. All right. I don't know about anybody else listening, but I have about four pages of notes, and I love Noah so much. So, um, yeah, he's oh. awesome. I, I always oh, think of new things, new directions, you. and all this stuff. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna close. 
<laughs> excuse me, there's the cost, <laughs> I promise. Um, I want to, can I ask you about Babette? Am I allowed to ask you about her? Um, I love her. Oh, are you her. kidding me? She, she gets more so airtime than I do. I mean, I, I, we have I people at, at our seminars. We have people at our seminars. When people come, they go, are you the Babette? Oh, my God. And there's like, I'm like, hey, I know the books here. What, what am I, Jack Litter? It's all about that. I'm like, wow, man. But she's way, uh, way prettier yeah. than me. I get it. So oh, she's so adorable. I just love her. <laughs> Babette, I'm coming to hug you one day, I swear. I know. Oh, she's the cutest thing. Um, so good. kudos to Babette. You know, we we know that how mm-hmm. much she works in the background, too, supporting you and all oh, yeah. that good stuff. And we just love her. So yes. um, I couldn't let that go without, you know, giving a shout out to her. And hopefully she's smiling <laughs> ear to ear if she's listening or hears it in replay. <laughs> it's funny. Definitely. So, all right. All right. Well, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate you so much. Um, Everybody go to NoahStJohn.com. Go to NoahStJohn.com slash survey. Um, Affirmationsbook.com. Where else can we go? We can go to six. Is it success clinic? Is that right? Uh, Well, successclinic.com takes you to NoahStJohn.com. That's the same site. The the other one we did mention was affirmations.com, just affirmations.com. And you can learn more about my affirmation system there. Okay. And then it's also Noah in Facebook, Noah on Twitter, Noah St. John um, on Twitter. He's, you know, he's in social media. He's accessible. That's another thing that I love about him. He's, he's really actually there. It's not a <laughs> people, you know, that aren't Noah. <laughs> so that's cool. And um, so we love that. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Noah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, everybody take care. And, um, I hope you all have a great day and thanks for listening so much. All right. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com.